up to go with the wall of her. Let's stick in the shinty bowl to break the brack, the crack, and all. Let's call it an Irish pub. Caffrey's hey! hardcore, can you pop the Guinness pot in the cabbage crack? The eye don't want to be paddy trapped. We'll call it an Irish pub. Welcome to episode one of the Pubcast. My name is Brendan O'Neill, and I would normally be joined by Mike Cross and Michelle Riley, but in these first few episodes, we are re- revisiting our previous podcast, Boardwalk Breakdown. Basically, we're shutting down the Boardwalk Breakdown podcast and moving those 13 episodes over here so we can keep them alive and well in our archives. So, the Pubcast is our new podcast where we'll talk about all kinds of stuff and not be limited to only talking about Boardwalk Empire. And it will actually begin on episode 14. So just consider these first 13 episodes as bonus content. Slancha. Welcome to the Boardwalk Breakdown Podcast, featuring Michelle Riley, Mike Cross, and me, Brendan O'Neill. If you have any comments or questions, you can contact us on Twitter at Boardwalk Break. Enjoy the show. Season 5, Episode 1. Wow. We open on a flashback. Yes. Not even to the flash forward what, that we're living in, which is to 1931. Right. We don't get to that until... Right. We open know. apparently in like 1884 or somewhere Gosh. around there. Nucky is... We see young Nucky uh, basically trying to win the Commodore's favor in a number of ways in the flashbacks. And I don't want to go into the details with the coins and all that stuff. But So this is Nucky trying to get his place with the power brokers in Atlantic City at, at a young age. He's got nothing. Right. It's clear that his home life is terrible. He's got a sister that's dying. Right. And the nursery rhyme or whatever it is that's being narrated... I mm. guess by Jillian is a thread yeah. that runs through the entire episode, and it's basically about you know be a good honest boy and you'll get ahead. And he learns to the contrary. Yeah, which is the opposite of his entire true. life. Exactly. I love the cinematography of these pieces. I do. I, too. You know, the watching the kids swimming through the water in the beginning when it was there was very little sound to it and it was just all visual. Mm-hmm. I thought it was. Uh, uh, a nice touch, very interesting yeah. kind of a way to pull you in immediately. And all the, like, the sepia tones, too. You get that feel that it is in the past. It's kind of good. Yeah, in the sepia, I, d- I did read up about this, and the sepia was by design so that you could keep track. And, you know, right. uh, one of the things we've talked about is the, the nature of this show and how it shifts gear so quickly and so often. Um, the capability to recognize that, hey, we're flashing back to 1884 uh, in this particular scene. So it was... Uh, yeah, definitely very visually visually done well. Which is a clear homage or is inspired by Godfather 2. I mean, there's a Without number of Godfather touches 1 and 2 throughout this whole episode. I mean, it's, it's Right. I mean, you have to sort of insane. forgive the natural things that you're going to tell a mafia story and there's going to be right. overlap. And then you have to forgive the historical things because you can't change history. But beyond yeah. that, there's obviously some stuff that's intentional, or if not intentional, then sadly derivative, um, and and you want to believe that's not true either. But um, yeah, those those touches are there. Mm-hmm. I will say about that opening scene for a split second there, I was excited because I thought Dabney Coleman was going to be back on the <laughs> back on the scene, 
And then for the second split second, I recognized it was not Dabney Coleman, and I thought that it was Nick Offerman. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Back. Which would have been an and interesting cast. And I thought, cast oh, on. my God, that's Great mustache. brilliant. Great mustache, And sadly, yeah. that is not true either. I mean, with all due respect to the actor who is playing that person, um, he ain't no Dabney Coleman. No, he's not. No. <laughs> you do get a, a touch of Dabney in there, but it's not great. Uh, okay, so this brings me to my big statement of this episode we were talking about earlier, yes. Michelle. Um, I think I can say with confidence this is my least favorite episode of all of them over the entire run of the series. Oh, I don't like it at all. I don't like most of it. I mean, it's... I don't like the flashback. I'm not interested in the relationship between Nucky and the Commodore. There are so many different plot lines and characters we have to wrap up. We have eight episodes. Eight that, episodes to is, wrap up all this I stuff and prohibition and Nucky. I am. You have to I, let it play out. I agree. I will say this. I agree. I think with it being an eight episode arc, which is a which contradictory to the twelve that they've run with through the life of the series. Mm-hmm. It is tricky. They're going to have to jam a lot in. So I think one of the reasons that it's so compact at the front end yeah. here is by design so that they can start getting to a point where they can wrap everything up. So I'm with you in that it was a lot of it stuff. was a lot to take in and there was a lot going on. And right now we're probably on 30% of it saying, why do I need to know this? Right. We're going to get there. I'm not there. even saying why we need to know it. I'm just saying you don't there's care about so it. much other stuff that takes priority over the most of this episode. Not all of it, but but most of it. I mean, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, people that we don't get to see in this episode yeah. include, are not limited to, <laughs> Jillian, mm-hmm. Capone, Narcisse, mm-hmm. the villain from the previous... Uh, That's uh, fine for me. The previous yeah, series... It has to end. No, no, it has to end, yes. But. Who destroyed... Pretty a couple of the people's, yeah. the main characters' lives at the end of the last season. Right. Van Alden, right. still making a, a, a play for Mr. Creepy for the entire <laughs> series. Oh. Uh, and Eli, take him or leave him, he's, he wasn't in the episode either. All those guys were not in this season opener. That's amazing well, to me. They it's have amazing. a lot of stories to tell. And the truth is, for better or worse, the show is centered on Nucky. Right. And the entire series is going to end with Nucky, whether in in terms of the narrative or just in terms of the metaphor that he's going to play out for the larger story. And the only way that we can wrap Nucky up is to go back to the 1800s and figure out what made him this way. And so that right. is the device, for better or worse, that's I agree. going to happen, and there's no getting around it. And I, I enjoy it. I don't have a problem with laying some framework or some groundwork on who Nucky why Nucky is who he is today. I and, I'm okay with that, except we know the high points already. Okay. We know, I don't think we know it we, all. I felt like it was well, setting up for something that's going to be Agreed. revealed. Things Agreed. we already know in previous seasons. Nucky's got a horrible, potentially abusive father. Potentially. Right. Yeah. I think we've known that. Definitively, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitive in, in this series, we know. Or this episode. Um, we know that he was... To put it lightly, second fiddle to the Commodore. He was the Commodore's bitch. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he, the Commodore went to jail and Nucky prospered. So we know all that. Plus, the Commodore is dead. That story can't 
we can't yeah. fast forward to this to, to, to now and then have that that story. Yeah, continue. you can't sew that all up. But like, it's really, not about the Commodore. It's not about the Commodore. I know. I'm just saying. It's That's, it's really it, it, there's there's never a a new payoff. There won't be a new payoff on that, but there will be a payoff in that you're going to see the flip side of Nucky. What we've seen for what we've what has been implied over the the first four seasons is understandable, right? We know he came from a broken or messed up home. Um, but I think the what they're trying to do is, is lay the framework for, hey, this is really why he is who he is. Yeah. And another Scorsese kind of hallmark is this, hey, you get all this up front, and then now at, in the second yeah. half, I'm going to tell you why why this person right. is doing this or why they're this way. It's, it is really a hallmark of his. Mm-hmm. And I know mm-hmm. that he's just the EP on this. He's not really you know directing or he's not right. involved or writing. But I think they're following that formula, yeah. which is another reason why you see so many homage, you know, the homage to Godfather 2 yeah. is yeah. I think they're trying to kind of weave that in so they can, you know, pay their respects to the man who right. really drove the bus on this at the front end. Right. Yeah, well, Godfather was Max Scorsese. No, no, I know. But, yeah. you know, you see a lot of the ties to the mafia. Right. You know. Right. Um, one thing I will say, and I don't... I, I, I found the storyline with the flashback. I mean, I think it was obvious that we knew that this was a bad situation for Nucky. But I found it incredibly sad. Oh, yeah, I mean, of course. It was really incredibly sad on two levels. I mean, one, it was just dark. But the other part is that this is a child that was extremely earnest. I mean, he was very earnest. He was trying to do the right thing. He believed in working hard and getting ahead. And you really do see how that was just beaten out of him. But he had an incredible amount of empathy for his mother, for his sister, for his brother. Yeah. And um, he really thought that, you know, if he did the right thing, he would be rewarded. And over and over again. Yeah. Well, is this, is this to humanize him? Are, they, are we learning this to, to, to see Nucky humanized? Where right now, probably yeah. in present day well, or in, justify. you know, Prohibition era to 1931, which is the area the show is covered, yeah. you're looking at a guy who's not a monster, but he certainly is a manipulative, conniving. And in the previous two <clears throat> two seasons, he got darker. Yeah, darker. he got darker, right? <clears throat> so, all right, let's reel it back in a little bit. Let's show you the human side of him or show you why he became this monster. Yeah. So there's, you know, that could be the time. Yeah. But I and do it wonder, is building empathy for the viewer, right? It's getting without us question. invested yeah. in what... What happens to his future? Unless you're Brendan, and he is well, not okay, in so Nucky whatsoever. I do want to move on from this, but I want to touch <laughs> on <laughs> quickly right? on one thing because uh, it just came to me, and it's of course brilliant. Um, <laughs> of course, of course. The reason I don't want to see them go into Nucky's past so much because I think in this show, Nucky, while he's the main character in the the bookend of this show the, in the, in the, the through line through the entire right. plot. He's not the most interesting character of, of all the, the main characters. That's not... And, but hang, the, no, hang on, hang He's on. the straw that stirs da- the drink. Go down this road <laughs> with me for a second. And, and this is a wild road, so get ready for some, okay. some, some turns here. Just like Will and Grace, it was about Will and Grace to start, and then you saw the That's popularity true. of Jack and Karen, the, the wilder, crazier... Yeah. Characters, you can go in different directions. They became the show. Absolutely. Will and Grace were there, but they were just holding it together. It was the, the heart was these, these crazy characters. And that's what I think has happened to this is 
Nucky is there and he's the namesake. He's in the title sequence. He's, he's the show. He's the straight man? He's the straight man. We have all these crazy characters around. <laughs> I want to see the crazy characters. I know Nucky, you have to stick with Nucky. I, I, I get that. But right. I want to, I'm impatient and I want to see, I want to see Chalky go crazy. We just see some, some of that here. Yeah. I want to see, uh, I want to see Capone's get fully realized. I want to see what happens with the insanity of Van Alden. I want to see all that. Let I me, have let no me, doubt that you yeah. will. You yeah. definitely yeah. will. And yeah. let me interject two points. For most of you that are listening, maybe you don't know who Will and Grace are. <laughs> <laughs> point number one. Okay, we're old. Who <laughs> point doesn't number, know who Will and Grace <laughs> point is? Point number two. Um, I agree with you <laughs> on a certain level there. It's, it's definitely... Nucky is the one constant in the ever-changing craziness that is Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. He's always there, and he's always sipping his drink slowly, <laughs> and he's he's very inanimate. He's not yeah. a very yes, animated character, great... and that is totally by design, and that is totally to show you that he is a guy who is constantly thinking about the next move. He's not living in the moment. He does not live in the moment, and every other character that you describe or that you're Alluding it's to. It's true. It's true. Are people who live in the moment. Chalky, uh, Narcisse. He's the only guy, I think, Darmody, so throughout far the, who Throughout has, the show, they've, they've, yeah. drew, he's they've lived that. He's incredibly restrained and disciplined. That's he, yeah. for sure. He has yet to be outthinked. Outthunk. I like that. Right, this from the writer. I'm going with outthunk. Uh, yes. So. <laughs> anyway, all right. So. So uh, Cuba. Flashback. We go to Cuba. Conga. It's Conga time. And... So this is part two of my hatred of this this episode is the Sally Wheat character. I'm just – she's fine and, and like we were talking about, she's more of a conveyance, more of a way to get from A to B, more of a way to introduce Nucky to these new opportunities. She's a vehicle. I'm not a fan of her role. It's just like, yeah, uh, it's it fine. is what it is. Someone has to do it, but I think she's too prominent in my eyes in this. Well, maybe, scenario. maybe they should have. I, I get a kick out of her. I think she's. Great. I like the actress, not the. Role. I, get, I get a kick out of her too, and I, I think uh, that shines through in, in her body of work. She's always played that kind of character. Oh well, she's a fantastic. Actress. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's our the Christian Slater movie? True, True Romance. Oh. <laughs> she, she has a pivotal Alabama. role in that movie, and she plays this kind of off-center character. Oh, she's and it, brilliant. And yeah. it's really – it is really good. It really kind of pulls things along. So she is totally a vehicle in this, and I will agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, could they have cast someone that was unknown that might have mm-hmm. kind of – Oh. Made it less imposing. I mean, for lack that's of a better word. That's a good point. I, I mean, mean, maybe maybe, maybe they're drawn it. to it because maybe she's it. so recognizable. You know who she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So recognizable. Yeah. So yeah. if she were, or um, I think maybe it's because she so easily sidled up to Nucky, and she was brought into his little world so quickly and so easily, where he keeps a lot of people at arm's length. But she was I, right but in. See, I still maintain that the reason that, that was true is because. She is the only woman he's ever met that didn't need anything. From That's true. Him. I agree with That's that. Good. And she also had the keys to a kingdom that he yeah. didn't have access to. So yeah. it's a you use me, it's I use you. It's a symbiotic thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really is. So I think there's value in that character. I think you do have a justifiable point that it could be a little bit more underplayed. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just it, <laughs> All right. Yeah. So Cuba is one of the cornerstones of this episode. Yes. It's really important. You know, we've moved ahead. We're talking about the future of mm. uh, liquor being... All right. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. 
We're like, talking about the future of, you know, booze being legal again, and it's all <laughs> coming back to Bacardi here. So this was wild, right? Because right away it did feel, it felt it felt like Fredo and Michael and... Yeah. Going to Cuba, I was, I was like, oh my God. It just felt like that. But but again, that was the time. It's it's pre-Castro, and that's what's going on. Yeah. It felt more like Scarface to me. Uh, when, yes. When he goes to Colombia, well, and okay. they hang the guy out the helicopter. It yeah. felt like that to me more so than... I didn't think about that. It, it, yeah, I guess I was just thrown by no, the No, no, I mean, line. everyone's yes, going to drag yeah. different things out. Quickly out. and in passing, we see Meyer Lansky out of nowhere. That right. was bananas. And he's just there... Supposedly, um, holiday uh, with his wife in quotes, wife and so the, the Maya Lansky thing. Maya Lansky, Cuba. I'm like Godfather, Hyman Roth. I'm like, there's so many fair. things. I know that the historical backing is there, but I'm like, yeah, it's just it's too much. Maybe you can't avoid it, but it's fine. Well, uh, one of the things I was telling Brendan that I found so interesting, and maybe I'm making this up, but the meeting with oh, the yeah. Bacardi family was interesting because there was an implication there that he would be open to doing business with Nucky. If the Americans right. would help him get the hell out of uh, Cuba, Cuba, and you know, I'm thinking, well, gee, that's how they got to Puerto Rico. Um, I found it interesting it's that gotta they were, be that's got to be yeah. why. Oh yeah, that they use question. they were able to use like a a they real were, brand name. Yeah, weave in a, a real brand. It's well, a real family. Unusual. Well, it's yeah. a real family and it's a real story. So. I think part they of it. Probably don't have to ask. There's historical yeah. context there. I mean, who knows? They might have gone to the Bacardi company and said, "Hey, we want to weave this in. We know we can. We just want to get the blessing know, for I it." Mean, but whatever. Yeah, they don't um, yeah. do that. You know, it is an interesting part of the storyline. I don't like the Meyer Lansky thing. Yeah. I thought that was unnecessary. Well, until, until it became obvious that Meyer Lansky was behind the assassination, the assassination right. attempt. Yeah. But I mean, it didn't. It just didn't. None of it. The, the Cuba thing, while it was entertaining and interesting, it didn't work for me. I think it was too forced. I think it was too... I did feel like it was And, and I yeah. think some of the problem here is is that part of HBO's issue and the reason there's only eight episodes is is because Boardwalk Empire hasn't been that vehicle that they thought it would be. It doesn't have the viewership. It hasn't drawn in more yeah. subscriptions. So they're saying, hey, you guys have wrap eight episodes. Up. Wrap this shit up. And, and it's now so they're trying expensive. to, yeah. Mm-hmm. And being being that it's a period piece, yeah, they're talking tons of money. I mean, re reliving that set in Cuba. I mean, right. That right. had to be oh, movie gorgeous. like, I mean, yeah. It was yeah. it was unbelievably visually, it, it, it moved you. Like I felt like this really was Cuba in the 30s. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it 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 accomplished what it did. What it it set out to. But I think they're handcuffed by this. Mm. Hey, bottom line. So instead of saying we're going to do 12 episodes and we're going to do them very thin, <laughs> they're saying we're going to cram as much as we can into eight and you have X amount of dollars, right? I guess so. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to the next seven because they have to be jam-packed with all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So that's, it's, this one started off pretty slow, so it must be a, a, a slow build. Well, I, I don't know that it was slow. It was just it was the, because there were a lot of different things happening throughout the show. I think it was that. Yeah. I mean, and, and we've seen this happen in previous episodes. Uh, Previous seasons where they're teeing something up right. in the first episode. Let's tee this up. They did it with Narcisse. Right. They did it, you know. They did it with Darmody. I'll do that. I um, that. So I think that's part of the reason why we're we're yeah. down the path we're down. So through Lansky, we learn quickly that Rostine is dead. That blew my mind. It was not shown. It was just happened in the interim. In the present day of season five, we are in 1931, seven years after season four. As Michael fills his glass of Nucky's favorite bourbon. 
Rothstein is dead. Our fa- one of our favorite characters is gone, just just out of nowhere and barely talked about. It. He has to come back. In a we'll flashback see him again. somewhere, right? It's got to oh, be. Oh, there has to be an explanation. The context for that. Guys like that, you know. There's a story to the dying, and there's also an implication which I didn't really. It was not a strong implication, but there was an implication that he was still connected to Margaret in the scene. Right. Yes. Uh, where we see Margaret. Right. All these years later, still gainfully Toiling employed away in at the a same place that yeah. she had been. There were two things that were revealed in that um, segue. The first is obviously introducing the audience the fact that we are smack dab in the middle of depression. Right. Two years in. And um, the second that um, she doesn't cop to having a family. She's obviously right. for all these years maintained that she's not married. She has no children. Um, so it's really interesting to me at this point where those kids are, what they're up to. Mm-hmm if we'll see them as adults mm-hmm. and how that's going to play out. Is she still living in that apartment? I think that was being financed by Rothstein, right? Wasn't he behind it at the end of the uh, season four? I don't know. I, I think he, he was sort living of living with their family. Yeah. I think point. he started to, but there was the whatever. implication that there was a relationship there, relationship there yeah. that was going to be, um, some type so of I guess they had to, to show her that she was still living in some sort of ambiguity. We'll find out more about it. Um, but I thought that was a lost sort of few scenes. Like, we, it didn't feel like we, we, we moved forward in the story. It just said, oh, yeah, and, there, and there's Margaret doing her thing. And back to this. It was sort of, it never, nothing ever came of well, it. Well, it's surprising that she stayed in that job for that long. Right. I mean, that's a lot of time that's passed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seem, we're, we're seven years later. Like seven years. That much time that seven has years. Well, I mean, and again, I, I, I don't want to keep going back to this, but the fact <laughs> that their hand was forced on some of this. Leads to the fact that, hey, we've skipped from 24 to 31. Rothstein died in 28. I'm okay with the skip, but... I'm not okay with the skip in that we miss... You're you're asking, hey, if Rothstein's dead, well, yeah, he was dead. He was murdered in 1928, so if it's 1931, he's gone. Yeah, but the flashbacks are going to take you The flashbacks hopefully will take care of that. That's why I don't like the the Nucky flashbacks, because it's so sing-songy and whatever. We have... We have more important flashbacks to see, like Rothstein's death and, and all that. Rothstein's death is, is legendary. I mean, he was... Well, then you got to believe it's going to be a climax. It's got... I mean, well, let's hope Let's hope that it is, because it was a three-day poker binge. He lost $320,000. It was all fixed, and he refused to pay the debt. Um, and <laughs> well, I look great. forward to that hearing about took that. Care He's of good. That. He's good. In no. the meantime, we have a juggernaut... Of a, of a mobster story, which is the coronation of Lucky finally becoming a made man. Yeah. I have to say, I was heartily impressed with I? this actor. I mean, he, he not only... Lucky Luciano? Yes, what is his name? The guy? Vincent, uh, yeah. Uh, Piat? Help me, Michael. I'm... Uh... Pete. Once Forgive again, a couple of Irish people trying to say Italian names. <laughs> Forgive me. There's too many Irish bad. in the room. Forgive me, Vincent. But Vincent Piazza. Piazza. I believe that was Vincent. But anyway, he actually uh, physically like looks different to me. Yeah. I, I don't know what they did to make him look different. He but looks older. He looks well, but older. I, think they, they, I, be, I believe they gave him like a, a scar here, some sort of thing on his eye and coming down on the... Right hand side. Yeah, I don't know if he mm-hmm. what he's done. Well, he is absolutely gorgeous. But the point is, he looks he looked like a kid. Now he looks mm-hmm. like a man. Mm-hmm. 
And the presence that he commanded was yeah. really quite impressive. He, um, I love the fat little Italian kids going around collecting cash. <laughs> I know. That well, was my favorite. We're not there yet. So he okay, meets with Mazaria and in another know. homage to the Godfather, right, with the, the bathroom. he meets with the guy, goes to the bathroom, and then There's he gets whacking. killed. Right? Yeah. He's killed. Uh, so he takes out Mazaria and but then the uh, the the ceremony makes you remind, ceremony. reminds you of God of uh, Goodfellas. Goodfellas, right? Yeah. Goodfellas. Now, I while watching the, the 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 show, I didn't catch the name or who this new mafia boss was. Right? He was a Salvatore or Salvatore uh, Maranzano. Uh huh. And apparently, historically, just for a little bit of backstory, uh, he was – he ended up – at the time we see him, he was now called the boss of bosses. Mm. Yes. Uh, he orchestrated a war between his family and Mazaria's family. It was called the Castellamarice War. Again, I don't know how to pronounce Italian words. Um, <laughs> Castellamarese War. Marese. Um, Marese. And it was between his family and, and Mazaria's family, uh, which was waging for a while. The final nail in the coffin of this war was Lucky Luciano killing Mazaria. So that was a, a, a big turning point at the time. And you know who else was with him at the time? Who? Benny Siegel. Right. Is that right? Yes. Benny I call, Siegel I call him, was with him. I call him Bugsy. Where? Bugsy. Who yeah. was with Lucky Luciano. They murdered so, Mazaria. Oh. Bugsy was this the gunman? They were both... Involved in the murder. Hold that thought Maranzano, for a minute. Salvatore we'll, Maranzano. We'll come back to that. Okay. Uh, so the ceremony that we <laughs> the ceremony we see is Maranzano. He had two hundred or so of, of the uh, mafioso in the area uh, under his purview um, at this banquet hall. They were meeting to they call that family. Brandon. The family. Uh, that meeting. was his family. It was a family it, it, meeting. All right. <laughs> there were other families involved, but his yes, purview. yeah. You know, uh, so he brought them in and he was anointing the four or the, the five new surviving members of the war, the, the, the heads of the five families right. for the, this war. It was Lucky Luciano, and these, these names may or may not come up again, but it's Lucky Luciano, Tommy Gagliano, Joe Profasi, Profaki, uh, Vincent Mangiano, Mangano. Uh, and the fifth being himself, uh, who was the boss of bosses. These four bosses would be under Maranzano, the boss of bosses. Now, there's the five families, Godfather. Right. Turns out Maranzano was a character Mario Puzo mentioned in the book Godfather. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so there's another Godfather connection there. And, and, and he was involved with uh, Corleone and actually Capone as well. And it's a whole... Story there. So again, we're tied up in the Godfather with this thing. Maranzano is noted in number of movies throughout. Time. Right, he was a big deal. The Valachi Papers, which was, I believe, a Charles Bronson vehicle mm-hmm. made back from the seventies. Mm-hmm. Mobsters, uh, the film Lansky, uh, Bonanno, a Godfather mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. So he's he's a well known character in in the syndicate history. He is the boss of bosses. Yes. So. That's one thing I'm looking for forward to. Hopefully soon is to, to be introduced to Bugsy Siegel. I want to yeah. see that character. Yeah, he's I mean, a flamboyant type well, of character. Would, yeah. Who's gonna Who's gonna top uh, the <laughs> Warren Beatty portrayal of Benny Siegel, which was brilliant. Uh, not to get off, not to get too sidetracked, but yeah, uh, absolutely one of my favorite 
movies of all time, especially mob-related. Wow. All right. Without question. Oh, it's a great In movie. the top three for me. Yeah. Godfather. I'm not a Godfather 2 guy. I'm a Godfather uh, I know. All right. We don't have to have this argument. Right. This is a different Moving podcast because I'm, I'm putting... Goodfellas. Godfather 2 may be better than Godfather 1. I know. We, it, oh, that's we undisputed, can, I believe. Listen, that's a whole other podcast. Undisputed. Uh, okay, so another character we see, and it's kind of mysterious how we got there, Chalky in the Chain Gang. Yeah, that, that built a lot of tension for the viewer. Yeah, I like that a lot. You know, you just saw it building, you knew the shit was coming down, because you could just feel it in the way that it was rolling, yeah. and... There was, you know, plus Chalky, the restraint that that actor shows with that character is just brilliant. He's just simmering. Just, yeah, simmering. Oh, my God. I mean, it's just waiting for for the for the expo- uh, explosion. I did. It's a small thing, but I like that they started calling him Stripey instead stripey. of Chalky. Yeah, say he's Stripey. <laughs> They're calling I thought him it was good. Stripey, though. I know. It was good. And I love this actor. I, You know, I, I think he's... Oh, you know, he's, he's, he's very he, he's very much playing he's playing a role, and it's a very simple role in that you have to portray this man in this hard fashion constantly. Yep. But I think that in and of itself to make it believable is a tricky thing to do, and he's very much pulled it off. And his name's Michael Williams. Michael and this K. Williams. Is, Michael K. Williams. <laughs> this is you know he was on the Wire, which is yeah. another. I've, Unbelievable that's on my show. List. He was there. Uh, I think Terrence Winter was part of that as well. Yeah, they've Terrence got a whole yeah. crew. There's there's. Yeah. You know, so this guy's obviously got some chops mm-hmm. because uh, anyone who was in the wire was—I don't—I don't recall one acting scene where I thought this yeah. is on. This is not believable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, I, th- I think he's a great actor, and I think he's done a good job portraying that. And yeah, you could see the the tension building throughout the episode with that, and you knew that was coming to a head. You knew it was coming from the first minute you saw him, pretty much when he was when he refused the refused to get off the truck, and you know he was the last one off the uh, out of the paddy wagon or the yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry for all you Irish. <laughs> Uh, it's named that for a reason. Yes, exactly. Um, all right, so Naki, 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 Chalky, Naki, Chalky's child, Naki. <laughs> Good Lord. So Naki's back in Cuba, trying to convince this senator, or 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 coerce him, coerce. Uh, just you know, they're they're, they're buddies. They're, they're they're pals. I'm sure it's it's on the up and up. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's trying to get this senator senator to facilitate the. Uh, repeal. repeal of the Volstead Act of Prohibition. And it seems to be, like, on the cusp. Like, it's maybe not going to happen, but it's it's hinted at a couple times, and it's probably going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then he meets with Bacardi. And Nucky is looking to find a new source of, uh, you know, some alcohol to bring to the States. It, it, it's a new venture for him. And part of his selling point to Bacardi is that this is going to be legal real soon, and you need to get in with me to get the proper connections well, and get can. this thing happening. Right. Um, but that is quite an interesting plot point, that he's obviously banking on the fact that this is going to be legal sooner than later. He's trying to get his ducks in a row. I think it's interesting because Nucky seems so hell-bent on making this happen on so many levels, but it kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the previous um, recaps, which is to say Nucky, like Michael Corleone, yeah. is constantly trying to go legit, right? He is trying to go legit. So Every if, time I get... <laughs> <laughs> so if he, if he can get 
liquor legal, he can try to take his place um, in well, a legit way. Legitimate, legitimately, legitimate yeah. yeah. And so this could tie back into the flashbacks with the Commodore. It certainly will. So... Guaranteed. He's trying to go legit because he learned it from the Commodore. The Commodore was the guy, we think, that first or best tied in the political and the uh, criminal uh, well. I mean, he he was the guy who straddled both worlds and sort of gave gave Nucky the blueprint. See, I disagree, Brendan. No? Because I think – I mean, I think what what we're saying is two opposites, which is – he didn't learn it from from the Commodore. What we're learning with his um, earnestness in his childhood is that he's had the desire to be legitimate all the time. And all of this criminal activity has been his means to the end. And yeah. his redemption will be found. Yeah, he's done a lot of bad stuff. But if he can turn this around, get legal, get right with the government, get right with God, then he can wear the $1,000 suits and be fine. In a legitimate way. I really think that mm. it's not about the Commodore. I mean, he learned everything from the Commodore, well, no I, doubt. But he possesses this desire to go straight that the Commodore, the Commodore never, never had. thought about. But right. I think, but that's what I mean. Uh, Nucky, uh, in my mind, Nucky thinks he can get out, but I think it's so ingrained in him from right. age 10 or whatever that was uh, that he needs the, to do the illegitimate to fund the legitimate. He needs no doubt. In order, in order to be that guy, he has to do something bad, but uh, the, and he's never going to get away from that. The Commodore never was had any, you know, right. illusions no, no, exactly. about trying to do anything. Exactly. He, he didn't even believe in trying to be honest. You know, well, why I mean, would you want to get ahead? Nucky has maintained that kernel of yeah, and there's obviously some self hatred and there's some conscience at mm-hmm. some level there mm-hmm. about how he knows it's not. You know, he's, he's struggling. He yep. is struggling. And this is where I think the flashbacks really come into play because it shows that struggle that he's having, that man right. versus man struggle, the internal struggle, yeah. where he finds the, the derby with the $50 bill in it and he has it right. under his bed and he's trying to figure out what to do and he eventually yep. bucks up and says, you know what, I'm going to bring it back because I know that I'm going to be rewarded for bringing it back. That way and they'll he, give me the money. And, and they gave don't. him nothing. Right. Right? And... He should that have kept the derby, point. and the Commodore told him on the deck, what did you think you were going to get something for that? Mm-hmm. You know, Nice guys finished last. That's totally. what he Yeah, that him, right? was exactly what the Commodore was telling him. And, I mean, the Commodore, there have been a lot of liberties taken on this show with the Commodore. I mean, not, not all of it's it, – it's, it's been very manipulated for the show's purposes, which is fine. Sure. But the Commodore does represent that dark force in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And Nucky is – a kid, as a kid in these flashbacks, is riding that fence of, am I going to go, am I going to be a legitimate, straight, you know, hardworking guy, or I'm, or am I going to do it, take the shortcuts to get there fast? And the turning point, the tipping point, is when the Commodore kind of pulls him aside and says, this is no way to get it done. Being right. honest is not going to get you anywhere. Do what you have to do. Now sweep, my, const- now sweep my fucking pork. I yeah. know, exactly. This is a constant struggle, though, because he's clearly been taught over and over again to do the right thing. Exactly. So and- I, I think that's really what the setup is on these flashbacks, is, is that this isn't a character who was born of evil. This right. is a character that was bred of evil, right? I mean, right. He, he became it because so that's what he saw, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and... And he had a desperate situation that he was trying to resolve. Of course. This and wasn't, again, you know, we said it in the last thing, too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a lot easy to be 
easier to be righteous when you don't have to deal with any consequences. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and that is 100% the truth, you know. Uh, anyone can take the easy or, or the harder path or the, the more righteous path when there aren't a lot of obstacles in their yeah, way. Exactly. Uh, and yeah. there are a ton in Nucky's way at this point. He's in an abusive household. He's got a dying sister. He's got it's a brother depression. who's, you know, obviously not all together there. It's, yeah, it's the depression. Everyone's fighting for every dime they can get. So I did think it was interesting how the dad did not hit him till Eli left the room. Yeah, right. right. And that, that may have exposed why at the end of his life in the first season, Eli was always very... Um, Open and loving. Yeah, and supportive of his father and, and irritated with Nucky for... Being well, it, it shows two things. A, I think the favored child was the sister who was dying of Clearly. tuberculosis or whatever. Whatever the, whatever. the disease of the day was, right? Nucky was the... Red-headed stepchild. Red-headed stepchild. And then of those <laughs> two, Eli was the favorite or potentially the favorite of the two boys. Well, he was older. I think that probably yeah. had a lot to do yeah. with it. It was protecting the younger one. Yep. And, and putting the burden on you. Well, I mean, it, it does. It, we've already seen why Nucky had that house, you know, burned right. down, right? Yeah. I mean, we yeah. already know why now. Yeah. And I think that's some of the wrap up in some of these flashbacks. And I know it's frustrating at times, but <laughs> I think there is value in wrapping up some of that early on stuff that we had no basis for. There's our. I know. Our little juniors. Uh, for, for the the view, the listeners, we are watching the move, the show as we. Along here. I actually appreciated how low the ceilings were in this. It's the banquet scene. scene. Because yep. this is not grand, right? This is no. this is like a shitville um basement. This is this it's is, like the the back of an Italian restaurant. It's, right. It's, it's the nine, back of a nineteen thirties yeah. Dago mafia shit yeah. is right. what it is. And really no, I mean that's what it is. It's like hardcore. It's not unlike the place I got, not, I got married in, I think, actually. I don't know. <laughs> I, I it was German. That was German. But yes, it was old school. So now we come to a couple of the quality kills. Yeah, there's a few. There's two that stand out to me: the machete in the head. Yes, Nucky's fantastic bodyguard. His nameless, very efficient. Doesn't speak. Uh, I love how he cleans his. He like tucks his jacket down when he's he's done. Fantastic. Adjusts his hat and he walks away. The bodyguard is Cuban or Filipino or native. I don't know what he, he's not a white guy. He's uh, definitely not. He's probably native some, Cuban. Yeah. So he, that guy's great, and he and he cuts the ear off and takes it as a souvenir. Fantastic. That and it was great how everyone watched in amazement. Like, yeah. What's he doing? Yeah, yeah. That was amazing. And then Chalky uh, was it Chalky who did it or one of the stripies uh, as they revolted against the uh, uh, the man the man. Um, does the old pickaxe in the chest maneuver? I, don't think, I love that. I one. don't think it was chalky, but I do remember <laughs> it, it vividly. And there, were, no, there it was, was a lot of violence in that, that scene, was great. and a lot of a lot of pent up anger. It yeah. really showed in in true to form. Mm-hmm. I think what the early twentieth century was like for our our black brothers and sisters. <laughs> yeah, uh, trying to deal with. Uh, being imprisoned and being yeah. oppressed, and and there's a lot of symbolism in that. Uh, that was a very tricky time in in America, in particular in the South, but even even in the North, where you had very divisive action taken against people of color, and, yeah. and it's uh, it's definitely it shows a lot of that rage. Yeah. I mean, it was actually very it was it was 
it was a powerful scene. Yeah, it was very powerful and very uh, empowering, I think, on right. their end. It's like they were taking out rage that had been building for 50, yeah. 75, 100 years <laughs> out on those guards. So and it, was, then uh, it was interesting. To we see. see Nucky almost be killed by this uneducated prisoner guy um, who saves Nucky or Nucky saves himself by, himself by telling the guy that he can talk on the telephone. That he he's a, he is a little more educated. He can communicate with uh, the man, so to speak. Um, and they go off. They escape uh, together to do something together. There's some something's going to happen there. I don't know what it is, but uh, we're going to find uh, out on that. Yeah, that that's one. that's an interesting. I'm well. I think that that other prisoner, interestingly, in, and I'm not going to use the term, but you know, back in slave days, they were called house. Right. Right. Word oh, yeah. I mean, and, he's and shucking and jiving. He he's just trying to... Chalky it, was... Yeah. He came from that school. Exactly. You're one of those house brothers, right? right. You're you're in right. there and you're kissing the man's ass and you're, you know, yeah. you're the white guy's schlep, yep. right? Yeah. Uh, Uncle Tom. Yep. Uh, and I think part of what his goal in, was po- in pointing that gun at Chalky's face was, are you one of me or are you one of them? And we're going to find out real quick. And Well, and it's an interesting difference in Chalky right now as opposed to Chalky at the beginning of last season. Before the first half of season four, he was on top of the world. He was running a club. He was yeah. he was right. the guy, right? He's he, fallen he way down. He had a family. He had his daughter oh, was doing everything. great. Yeah, he's he's lost everything. The, I, I, I assume the wife. Uh, the wife, the right. girlfriend the is daughter, dead. The daughter I mean, yeah. is dead. The family's probably the gone. Money's gone. The money's gone. The money's gone. He's incarcerated. He's anyway. now even below this uneducated dope on the chain gang. But Who's that pointing makes a gun him at a him. man with nothing to lose. Right, right. And this is right. what I love about that arc in the story is that this is going to come to a head. And I think, and not to fast forward too much, but my thought is, is at the end of this, Chalky is going to be the one that comes out smelling like a rose. Mm-hmm. Somehow or mm-hmm. another, he's going to end up being a power broker of some sort in some way. Or they pull the old switcheroo and not in the last episode, but the second to last episode, he gets killed. Like <laughs> he'll build, build, build. You see him and they'll whack him. getting back to his old self. He puts on a suit and then he gets whacked. You know, I it's mean, one of those deals. Look, well, we'll we'll see about that. You know, the, the final quality kill that I don't know that we've mentioned uh, is is the suicide. Right. Um, and actually, that scene was quite beautifully played. The way he sort of manically talked about how everything was going to be fine, and and then Margaret's the, boss, yes, in the, Margaret's uh, boss um, killed himself in the middle of the trading room. Uh, I thought it was good, if nothing else, just to represent the time. Exactly. Just to show you where you were. Exactly. You know, it was interesting. Without question. All right, so we wrapped up. That's most of the episode uh, in a nutshell. Um, what are we looking forward to? What do we need to see in this next episode? Or what do we want to see in the next couple? Well, we want to see we want to see the evolution of this Chalky story and see where he's going. I'm dying yeah. to see that. I am yeah. really extremely anxious to see the Nelson slash Capone I know. slash Chicago, Chicago. I know. Uh, arc play out. And we're going to get that. Because no of question. those guys, Nelson is the fiction, Van Alden is the fictional character. Everybody, right. else, Everybody else has is a real. historical arc. Yeah, He's sort of, real. 
tagging along there. We gotta see what role he plays. It's I I still wanna. I know you you guys don't care, but I still <laughs> wanna see what happens with Jillian because she's oh, no, a cornerstone to yeah. to Nucky. She's part of uh, his entire life mm-hmm. from childhood on up. And there's some. I feel that there is something there that has yet to be revealed. Yeah, she's got one more secret. I, I don't know what it is, but I don't even know if I want to know. I want to know. Of all the characters that, yeah, of the characters you thought would last to the end, she's not one I would have picked, but she's there. Oh, she's so, gonna be there. Yeah. And Margaret, uh, I I really hope. You know, I feel that. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I hope she dies. You know what? I, I hope something fantastic happens because I feel that we've invested a lot in watching her move because we are somehow... Um, it, other than her getting banged by the Irishman, there's been nothing exciting with her in Well, right. There seasons. hasn't been. And somehow we're, we're convinced to believe because of her dominance in the story that there's an important right. thing to pay attention to. And I'll be damned if I haven't seen it yet. So every don't aspect, be surprised if it doesn't happen. I will be surprised if it doesn't happen. I won't happen. be. Every aspect of her life has been, I will. in this series, has been based on a lie. So what's her next lie? Or does there's she then turn to the truth? Right? I don't no, know. No, there's no truth for right. her. I, my prediction, mark it down. Here we go. She makes a transformation totally to the dark side. She's been uh, okay, teetering, of course. teetering yeah. on this hypocritical, you know, righteousness for so many years. I think we're just going to see her completely submit to the... She has to. Oh, so what we're looking at in the file cabinet. She had the key to the file cabinet, and she was looking up Rothstein. No, but it was Redstone. Redstone. That's Rothstein's alias. Thank you. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's that's his alias. Oh, I I have to believe that she's been making money with him this whole time. And my guess is now that he's dead... They had an arrangement of some sort. And she's probably Mm -hmm. got the only one that knows that money's there. Yeah. And so she's she's got to figure out a way to get that money out. So does she get away scot-free is the question. Is she going to walk away with Rothstein's treasure trove, whatever that might be? I mean, I, I predict she does, and she ends up somehow... Straight up giving it to Nucky to do something really crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, because she is separated. I wonder how she gets back into this little. She is group. totally on need, an island right yeah. now. She's gonna That's need him though, yeah. because otherwise she wouldn't be in the story. So, or would she be Lucy? She turn to the dark side, use Rothstein's money or whatever she has from him, and somebody else needs her. Like now, she she has the upper hand on somebody. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, I would imagine it yeah. would be Nucky. Yeah. Well, they've right. certainly taken some liberties with that in that Rothstein died in 1928. It's 1931. The stockbroker blows his brains out. Mm. And now she's going into the file cabinet and seeing Redstone, right? Mm-hmm. Rothstein's mm-hmm. alias. So. Well, my guess is she's been making money on that account the entire time he's been dead. And as she's soon as now, he died, she's probably saw an opportunity to reign this. She's probably the only one that knows that money's there. Well, Rothstein's not married, right? Right. It doesn't matter. It's no Redstone's alien. No, I know, but so, but it, it, but even better, there's no one there to collect anything. Yeah. Yeah, and no one. He, it was something he no was probably doing it. outside of his family. Yeah. And so that was his gambling money. money or something. And right? so she's probably been using that account this entire mm-hmm. time. But now when she fears she may be fired because it was definitely it implied, she's, she's trying to figure out figure how to pull this out, out before they kick her out. Yeah. Um, you know, dummy should have done that a while ago, but you know, whatever. Well, greed gets. Yeah. Well, so I'm looking forward to the Capone at his full power. 
Yes. Because that'll be just be fun. I mean, we kind of know what it is, but it, it'll be fun with him going. I can't see, going wait baseball to see back how, crazy. how Lucky's story develops. Right. I'm actually more interested. Lucky's interesting. I'm actually yes. more interested in the Lucky Luciano story at this point because yep. we do know the history of Capone so desperate. Well, and that's what we said at the end of the, the last podcast. closer to the whole Atlantic story. I don't remember the end of the last The end of the last podcast, we were saying we were looking forward to. <laughs> I was yawning. I know. It was late. Uh, the up and coming story of the, the kids, Lansky, Luciano, yeah. Capone, all of them stepping up and being the force. And maybe we get Benny Siegel. You have to. He, he's, he, he's he's right there with him and Lucky. Luciano are partners for the thirties the through what the fifties. The other guy we have not really talked about yet, Narcisse. He's not. Uh, there's nothing to say. We don't know where he is or what he's doing. I don't care. Oh come on! It, it, we have to know now. I mean, it's crazy that it wasn't it, it wasn't mentioned he, at all. So there's obviously something. So is his story as simple as just the yin to Chalky's yang? I don't think there's anything simple about that kid. Right. He's got to be doing something. He's got to be scheming somehow. He's got to be involved with Nucky somehow. It can't just be Chalky's going to find a way to kill Narcisse. I don't know if he's involved with Nucky, but I see that man being a vengeful fucker. Yeah. You know, who knows if he hasn't been lying in wait this entire time. I know. I don't know. I'm waiting to see that. Yeah. All right. uh, So that wraps episode one. Join us next time for episode two. Um, Can't wait. Can't wait. We'll see if our predictions come true. Last words? Here comes uh, Capone. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to see how this develops. It's a great show. Yes. Good. The end. The end. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Boardwalk Breakdown. Follow us on Twitter at Boardwalk Break.